Hello, everyone, and welcome on into the Betting Pros Podcast. I'm your host, Thomas Viola, and joining me today, official NBA buzz himself, Mikey Domagala. Mikey, how are you doing today? What's up, Tom? Pleasure to meet you. I appreciate you having on the show. Oh, I appreciate you being here. We have a great show in store for everybody today. We are talking NBA because, you know, the season just ended, which means it's already time to start looking ahead to next year. Plus, we are now in the most exciting part of the NBA season the offseason and it has been no shortage of drama the draft is done and we still have no idea how the free agency frenzy is going to wind up because one of the biggest names and one of the biggest headlines of this offseason cycle has been Kevin Durant and the Brooklyn Nets uh, it was originally suspected that Kyrie Irving would be the player to leave and instead it looks like he's sticking around in Brooklyn and all of a sudden KD's the one saying no I want out he's demanding a trade that has been the big dominant news of the day. And the current favorites to land him are the Phoenix Suns. They are minus 110 right now over at DraftKings. These numbers are as up-to-date as we can get for today. The Raptors have actually moved up to 3-1 to one as the second favorites to win Kevin Durant's services. And then the third favorite is for him to stay in Brooklyn at 4-1 to one before things get into a little more long shot ter territory with the Miami Heat. But Mikey, what are you hearing? What do you think is going to happen? Where does Kevin Durant suit up next season? Believe it or not, Tom, I don't think any of those odds mean anything. And that's just be because of the rumors. You know, mm -hmm. is the first one to be reported. Then it's Miami a, a little bit in there. And then, oh, Toronto all of a sudden comes in as a report. So now they got pretty good odds. To be honest, I think KD stays in Brooklyn. The reason is... Kyrie is back. He just opted into that deal, which surprised me, to be honest. And then next yeah. thing we know, he's requesting a trade, if that was true. I mean, of course it was, but is it going to happen? Who knows? Um, I just think whoever wants Kevin Durant has to wager their future and almost ruin, not, not ruin, uh, gamble the next three years and to get rid of the next 10 years after that because you got to get rid of young players. you got to get rid of first-round picks. So... If Minnesota just got Rudy Gobert for five players, two or three of them being really young, serviceable, valuable players, and then four first-round picks, what the hell is it going to take to get Kevin Durant? That's why I'm saying it's going to take 10 years off a franchise, betting on a 34-year-old guy to give two or three really good years to hopefully get a championship out of him. So I don't know. I feel like not too many teams are interested in that because – it's going to take five players, five picks, if Gobert took that much. So I could, I, see, him, I could see him saying to Brooklyn, Tom. I, I completely agree with you. It's, it's no fun. We want to speculate about him going somewhere. I mean, I love the idea. The Warriors are, uh, the Warriors are 14 to 1 right now. That, that move makes zero sense. It absolutely will not be what happens, but it's hilarious to think about. But I agree. Any team that tries to trade for him is going to have to mortgage their entire future and the Suns, first off, at minus 110, there's no value there. There's some value on Brooklyn at 4-1. to one. I think that's yep. a very reasonable outcome here because I don't think the Nets are going to find a suitable trade. You, yeah. know, you, you know Phoenix isn't giving up Devin Booker. Exactly, especially with Phoenix. I mean, minus 110, like you said, there's no value in that. Phoenix already said they're not getting rid of Devin Booker to get KD. So who the hell are they going to give up? Yeah, they have like Bridges and Cam Johnson and stuff like that, but... To get Kevin Durant, it's not going to be enough. You know what I mean? And Phoenix is right there on the cusp of a championship. So why even really do a complete 180, getting rid of your whole young guys and your whole bench and picks, your future, to get them? So 
it's yeah. tough. The theory, the theory makes no sense. Like even, even DeAndre Ayton, I guess, is the name being thrown around a lot. But there are just too many moving parts. Durant wants to go to Phoenix, but I, I don't think that the Nets are going to say, "Oh, we're going to make that happen for you and take less than your value." Especially if there is a chance that they can mend fences and say, "Look, Kyrie's coming back. We have a chance to run it back and still win a championship." I think that is the most likely outcome here. I'm completely with you. And at four to one, I think you're getting some decent betting value there. That's it's the third favorite to happen, but I think it's the only thing that makes sense. You you said it yourself. No team is coming up with the right trade package here. And and you got to think. I mean, listen, Kevin Durant wants to win another championship, but he actually hasn't given it enough time in Brooklyn. I mean, him and Kyrie. I I posted today on NBA Buzz that. Hakeem Olajuwon and Vince Carter in Toronto played more games than KD and Kyrie in Brooklyn. And Hakeem was in Toronto for like a year. People don't even remember that. So that's my point. Like, KD's barely been there with Kyrie. Ben Simmons is hopefully healthy nowadays. And, you know, they got to test out those waters to see what's going to happen. So rumors are saying it's going to go into training camp. It's going to be a mess. All summer long, it's going to be a mess. Look, I hope that it's a mess, and I hope that it goes into training camp because it means that he won't get traded in the time between us recording this and me editing and publishing this video, which is my absolute doomsday scenario here. But the other thing that this trade really could potentially bring into the fold, though, is a look at some of these futures prices and how that market is going to change for the NBA title. Because wherever Durant goes, that team's number is going to shoot up. And one team that I actually like, if a trade were to happen... I would love to see him go to the Trailblazers. They're 20 to 1 right now, sixth highest team to get him. They're 75 to 1 on DraftKings to win the title. That number's not going to be there if you pair Durant and Lillard together. And I think that makes sense. I mean, I've been saying either Portland or Oklahoma City, you know, back to OKC where it all began, makes the most sense because look at the Thunder, how much asset, how many assets they have. They could they they could send Brooklyn, you know, a, a hefty deal and it won't cost too much player-wise. Um, and then Portland, yeah, why not pair them with Dame? I mean, they still have assets as well. So I don't know what, what uh, KD is thinking with Toronto and Phoenix. I just I just can't see that happening. I, I like yeah. the the Phoenix Suns one is really high in the sky. You, you, but where where you think that Portland could make some sense? I think so. I mean, give it a go with another top point guard in the NBA. Um, you know, they're starting to get a little underrated. Uh, Portland, you know, the moves they've been making. Jeremy Grant was a good offseason move. Um, Josh Hart is really becoming, you know, this really good, better than he was 3 and D guy. And they got young guys as well from the draft this year. So, hey, I'm, all, I'm always about any Syracuse guy here. Jeremy Grant, absolutely. I think that he's a very underrated player. And I think that they just haven't given Lillard enough help. Mm-hmm. And Durant would certainly be that final missing piece there. The Suns, again, they are 6-1 to one right now to win the title. They're the second favorite behind Boston. They, I, I don't see them blowing the whole thing up to get KD when you're already right on the cusp. Yeah. Speaking of right on the cusp, Boston, they are the favorites at plus 550 on DraftKings. What do you think about their chances to go back to the final and this time win it? You know, they would be my future finals pick. And one of the big reasons, Tom, I mean, getting Malcolm Brogdon for absolutely nothing to add to the bench... Marcus Smart, who knows if he's going to the bench or whatnot, but it would all work. You know, Brogdon, one of the most underrated point guards in the league, um, all-around guy, good locker room guy. So, man, for what they got him for, 
I wanted my Knicks to get him. I mean, come on, they could have given him a better, better package than what Boston got. But maybe, maybe he, you know, maybe he requested a trade behind the scenes. So I got Boston as my finals pick, um, as my to win the finals. And don't sleep on Milwaukee either. Chris Middleton being healthy, I mean, that could have that could have been the difference this past year. Guys, real quick, remember when you're looking for free picks and sports betting advice, bettingpros.com has you covered with tips from over 150 experts to make it easy for you to cash out. Download the app to get sports betting alerts. You'll get notified of favorable bets based on line movements, consensus picks from the most accurate experts, and vetted systems in play. Betting Pros monitors all of the major sports books' most accurate experts and top systems to identify the best betting opportunities. So download today in the Apple or Google Play stores. That is true. The Bucks, I mean, they've already been there and done that. I'm looking right now at the numbers on uh, at the numbers on DK. Milwaukee is sitting at plus 650. Not much further down the board there, but still good enough to be the fifth favorite to win it. A, a team that I kind of like, and I say that with a massive grain of salt here because I don't actually like this team at all. I think that they are not actually a very great team. But the Sixers at 12-1 to 1 is intriguing to me. P.J. Tucker, I mean, he's going to really help that team. 3 and D. But you, you need Harden to lock in. You need Harden to get in shape and play yeah. like himself. Not not like, oh, feel bad for me. You know, I'm, I'm out of shape and I'm going to shoot all my bricks in the playoffs and stuff and not really give it my all. You know, he just, Harden could be so much better, I think than he was these past couple of years. He could be MVP Harden if he wants to be. It's just, it just doesn't seem like he's mentally there and physically there. So you do think that his best days aren't necessarily behind him, that he can get back to that form? Not, not really to MVP form, but more of a scoring form. I mean, he's kind of, he was, he was averaging like 16 or 17 in the, in the playoffs. I'm like, come on, this guy could do better than that rather than, he, what Harden is, he needs his mid-range game back. I feel like during his early Houston years, and especially OKC when he was sixth man of the year, he was like lethal from the mid-range. And now he could go back to that because his athleticism isn't all there like it was in the like like it used to be. So that's what I want to see from Harden. Do you love sports betting as much as Calvin Ridley? Are you willing to stake your career on it? Well, here's your chance to win a signed Calvin Ridley Atlanta Falcons jersey, courtesy of our friends at Pristine Auction. Subscribe to the Betting Pros YouTube channel right now. Comment below this video, and that's it. We will be announcing a winner right here on the channel, so make sure to turn on those notifications so you can be alerted when new episodes are up and claim your prize. And another team that I'm really intrigued with at the in, in kind of that middle pack area, the Mavs at 16 to one. I think you can do a whole lot worse than that. Luca has shown the ability to carry this team. I mean, listen, they got pretty deep this year, and yeah, other than him and Brunson, who's really doing a lot of the carrying. So um, Christian Wood, huge accusation. Um, oh, who, who else am I thinking of? Tim Hardaway Jr. being healthy. I mean, that's going to be big for them. He's fifteen point score, something they need. You know, I, I like Reggie Bullock, but I don't they're very inconsistent. Maxi Kleber, very inconsistent. Um yeah, and, and I could I could see Luca going all the way. Possibly. And, possibly. and the other team there that I like like the, the the third team to round off that space for me, I feel like they no one is talking about them. The Memphis Grizzlies, this team really probably should have beaten the Warriors in their playoff series this year. And they're sitting at 17 to one next year. You're getting another year of John Morant. 
a more experienced and also the fact that hopefully he can actually figure out how to really gel with this team because they played a little bit better without him in that series. But he is so talented, and this team has the ability, I think, to go all the way. Big statement about that that would have beat the Warriors, but I, I, could, I could respect it because it definitely would have been possible. Um, yeah, what did you say? Plus 1,700 they are? Yeah, 17 to 1. Listen, can't get much, much better value than that. Sprinkle 20 bucks on that, you get a nice payout. I, I was thinking because last preseason I said the Warriors are winning the championship, mm-hmm. and I kicked myself for not getting them at 12 to 1. I, the Grizzlies aren't as clear cut. I don't feel like there's as clear cut of a of a team this year because personally for me, I just saw the Warriors and said they're going to have everybody back. They're going to be back in their old form. And they really weren't quite like that, but they were able to kind of shoot that gap where all the young stars coming up weren't quite ready to take that step. And the older guys are slowing down a bit. I don't think that the Warriors are going to continue back to that dominance that they had which is unfortunate because I think they're an incredibly fun basketball team. I still still think they'll be up near the top. I don't think that they can get it done back-to-back anymore. And I think the Grizzlies could definitely be one of those teams that we should be keeping an eye on. It's 17-1. to 1, I, I got to take something on that. Yeah, and uh, I'm excited to see how this beef plays out between uh, Jaron Jackson and Clay and, you know, that side of the story. So that'll all be exciting. Yeah. Now, there are a couple long shots on the board, too. Is there any team you think that – could just come out of nowhere. I mean, the Cavs 90 to one, I, they, they made some noise last year. Maybe they can take that next step. You know, it's, it's, it's tough to say Tom, because like a long shot team, I could probably give you a good prediction to second round possible conference finals to mm-hmm. win the finals all the way. Cleveland's going to be good. Uh, don't sleep on my Knicks. I always got to say that you ne- you never know. You never know if, if Brunson's going to be the guy. You know, without I am continually sleeping on the Knicks. I am sorry to say that's fine. That's fine. But I'm saying, you know, the the Knicks and other teams in that realm, Cleveland, um, what would be another team? Not Utah. They're they're usually pretenders, but who knows who's gonna that realm of teams at Mm -hmm. furthest they could go second round. There's just a difference of of depth, a different a difference of skill to be a championship team to even get to the finals. Yeah. Hey, what about what about a team like Chicago at forty five to one? Can Zach Levine take that step? It's. I think they have a pro- all have a problem playing together. Um, it's like Zach Levine and DeRozan are like, all right, well, who's going to score tonight? Is it me or you going for thirty? And I feel like that was the issue. The rest of the guys, like Vucevic, was inconsistent. Yeah, they didn't have Lonzo, but there's something about that team that I just don't like. I I don't know. I mean, lack of defense, lack of rebounding. I know they just got a big off the bench. I forgot who it was, but um, yeah, they, they need they need better defense, more rebounding. You you can't really rely on Vucevic shooting threes at the top and uh, you know trying to get rebounds. Want to track all of your wagers in one place? Check out the Betting Pros Pick Tracker at bettingpros.com/slash-pick-tracking. It syncs up with your sports books to tally which picks hit, which miss, and gives you a live look at what the public is doing so you can use real-time tracking to determine which plays to make and which to fade. Get on the leaderboard and quickly become a sharp by using the free advice we offer at bettingpros.com slash pick tracking. Now, how about we shift over here into the MVP market? We've got some player awards to talk about before we head out here. Luca is currently the favorite to win MVP at plus 475, and Bede's right behind him at 550. Jokic is 10 to 1. I don't think that he – it's very hard, especially with these subjective voting awards, 
to repeat because people don't want to give it to the guy that they just gave it to. Who do you think is going to be the MVP? Jokic is obviously not winning the MVP three times in a row. He's going to put up the numbers, but listen, I I sound like an amateur here. I picked the Celtics who were favored to to be my pick, and here I am picking Luka. I mean, the reason why, Luka's paired with an actual big now. I mean, Christian Wood could catch lobs, could shoot, spread the floor. So if Luka wants to drive with Wood on the three-point line, he could drive and kick. If Luka wants to, you know, penetrate on a split a double team, there's Wood for an alley-oop. So he's really going to, his assist numbers are really going to be up this year. Um, no Jalen Brunson's going to be really interesting because I feel like Luka's going to have the ball even more. And that's uh, kind of crazy to think about. So I got Luka as my MVP. Uh, I'll tell you, I, I actually cashed the ticket on Jokic at 16-1 to 1 this year, which was a fantastic yeah. feeling. I I like Devin Booker at 22 to 1. I think there's some value to be had there. I think that this I think this could be a real spot for him where he takes that next step and if the Suns are going to be the one seed again, I think that it is going to run through him and I think that could give him a real shot. How about how about Job? His odds. What what are Job's odds for next year? 10 to 1. Job would be that number 2 guy for me, but that value is not quite there. Not terrible value. I'd, I'd maybe sprinkle 50 bucks on that for a decent payout. But, you know, it's like you got to think Ja just keeps jumping these levels in his career where he gets better in different areas just two, three years into his career. So it's like this guy is MVP caliber. He's like a Derrick Rose type player. So and, you know, like you said, I know you like Memphis. They're going to be winning games. So as long as Ja takes that next step, stays like a little more efficient than usual and still puts up the numbers, he'll be he'll be up there. So. Not not terrible. Yeah. Now, who do you like in the rookies? We just had the draft. We know everybody's going to be now. Can it really be Paulo out of out of Duke at three to one? He's the favorite. Jabari Smith behind him at plus three fifty, and then you've got Jaden Ivy at plus four fifty. Isn't that one of Will Smith's kids? And then Chet Holmgren at four seventy five. You know, I like Chet or Jaden Ivy, man, because Paulo. You you know, there's a lot a lot of young talent on that team. So how much, you know, of the load is he going to take? You could say the same about Jabari Smith in Orlando. A lot of young players. Um, a lot. Uh, you got Wendell Carter Jr. Uh, playing in that same space as him. So he's going to get rebounds and scoring um, points in that realm. Um, I got to go Chet. I got to go Chet because what OKC has. Um, they're going to want to prop him up to be a superstar in this league. I mean, his summer league debut is in a couple hours from now. I'm excited to see, you know, how he looks out there, how he fits in the NBA style. Um, yeah, just looking at OKC scoring options, you know, uh, SGA. He's going to have the chance to put up He's the numbers. Have the chance. SGA, Lou Dort. You know, SGA is a willing passer. I mean, he... He, he was really good last year, really good the year before, and he needs help. So, you know, he'll probably be, you know, more of a passing guy this year. So I, I could see it going to Chet. I, I think my biggest problem with Chet, I got to see him play live in the WCC tournament. I, he doesn't look to me like he's going to be able to handle the physicality of the NBA game. That's my concern because you get to play in the WCC. You don't really get tested against a lot of those teams there. USF did have a great year this year. They had a couple of those tournament teams. St. Mary's always plays them tough. But just like Gonzaga, they they always seem to underachieve when they get to the big when they get to primetime. And my worry is that Holmgren hasn't really been battle tested against enough people and he's gonna take a lot of time and struggle early on getting used to that NBA play. 
I think that's a good point. But the physicality, it's like, it all depends on the teams you play in this league nowadays in 2022. It's like, check and chill out at the three-point line and maybe snipe five threes and without even going inside. And then maybe there's a team who's lazy in a regular season game and just really not fully locked in on defense. You know, this league in the regular season is really, you know, really up and down with the intensity on defense and willingness to actually defend like regular season. So OKC is probably not making the playoffs this year. Maybe a play in at a long shot. Chet might be, you know, he might be balling out in the regular season. We will have to see. I, I, I certainly am intrigued by it, but I don't know. Maybe it's just my anti-Gonzaga bias. Every <laughs> year, everybody says they're going all the way, and I'm like, no, they're not. They, they never pull it off. We'll see this year, though. But, Mikey, thank you so much for being with me here today. Really appreciate you being on. Where can people find you and your great work you're doing around the Internet? Yeah, Tom, I appreciate it. You having me on. Uh, check out Inside Buzz with Mikey Domagala. That's on YouTube. Apple Podcasts and Spotify. That's my interview show, similar to what you're doing here. Um, follow NBA Buzz on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. Uh, 3.2 million followers combined. The biggest one, Facebook. And Instagram and Twitter is at official NBA Buzz. I appreciate the claps. And yeah, Tom, I'll be sending you one of these t-shirts uh, over the next couple of days as a thank you. So, Oh, I'll, man, I I'll cannot wait. Rock them together. I, what? I'll maybe have you on my show and we can rock them together in the future. That sounds like a plan to me. I would be honored. I saw some of the great guests that you've had on. You have a fantastic show over there. People definitely need to go check you out. Thank you again so much, man. Looking forward to talking to you plenty more as we get towards the NBA season. Guys, that is going to do it for us here today. It has been an absolute pleasure. Thank you again so much, Mikey. Let's get it. We will see you guys next episode. But for now, let's cash some tickets. Have a good one, everybody.